There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the critically acclaimed Wise Men Say podcast. We're back to look at yet another League One defeat for Sunderland at the hands of Sheffield Wednesday this time on Tuesday night. I'm joined, oh, I'm reunited with uh, Mr. Tom Walsh after a trip to this island that we all live on in our misery and <laughs> our trebles. Did you have a nice holiday, Tom, in England? Uh I had a very nice, I had a very nice holiday round England. I uh, essentially spent ten days in a, in various pubs around the country, so it was really enjoyable. Uh, I'm very tired. Um, I'm I'm back in Austria, very tired, but glad to be on, you know, an award-nominated podcast. <laughs> of course, absolutely. Well, uh, someone who. Well, this must be, I imagine, the first award he's ever been nominated for. Uh, Chris Weatherspoon also joins us this evening. It's been a while, Chris. I haven't uh, seen you on, and heard you on any of these pods for a while. Been yeah, up to anything? No, I mean, I haven't, I haven't missed you, to be honest. Oh, thanks, oh. mate. Right. No, thanks. I missed Tom. I was, I was oh, right, very nice. specifically that's in nice. Matthew. Right. Um, <laughs> whose life is such a roar and success. Um, what, what was the question? Sorry. Well, nominated for an award, mate. So, you know. Well, true. Uh, I mean, uh, there wasn't I mean, that's the only reason I've come back out tonight, to be honest, just to just to lap it up. Yeah. Really. Well, you've made you've made the start of this really good. Um, so in the I question was, Chris, have, you, have you been to have you been up to anything? I've had a child since I was last on, but other than I'm not that, interested no. in that. I'm no, not that's, that's, that's boring. Exactly. Um, otherwise, um, no, I've watched I've watched um, our team crumble into into ruin in the space of a month. Um, <laughs> to ruin. <laughs> I, I wouldn't disagree. It, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Speaking of crumbling in the ruin, we'll start with uh, Tuesday's. Well, should we talk? Should we talk about an award first? Well, uh, I was going to. Well, it's not ours yet. It's not ours yet. yet. It's not yeah, it's a, it should, I thought it we were just going to drop relentless hints towards the award throughout the podcast. Oh, we are, but I just thought you know everyone should know about the award first. Well, go on so. and tell them about the award. I'll let you do it. So you want to tell them some more? Yeah, no, because it's, <laughs> it's both amazing and utterly hilarious. It's very funny that uh, this this prestigious Wiseman Say podcast has been nominated in the Football Supporters Association Awards for Club Podcast of the Year, and I feel I feel partly responsible. Since, I uh, feel, yeah, that it's specifically this show, yeah, as well, yeah, that, that, that's been nominated. It doesn't say that, but it wouldn't, would it? Because no, it, no. I mean, like, 
I don't want to really be, be big headed, but I imagine what really swayed like the panel to pick us over ver- various other podcasts from uh, like football teams across the land is our relentless um, mentioning of Dan Be- uh, Dan Howden's betting habits and uh, Wally the yes. Walrus. Wally the Walrus, who's been quiet actually, Wally. Yeah. Uh, which I'm, is a slightly I'm hope I'm hoping he will make the award ceremony because that would be quite nice. <laughs> with his with his tie on, with his dinner suit on, <laughs> all right, <laughs> destroying I'm, tables. I just what? think it's unfair that we we don't get to go to the award ceremony. So it's going to be the two dads. Who but you don't yeah. do anything. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, yeah. Of course you. Hmm. Agree, disagree. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's oh, do sorry. that. I'm sorry, I, I don't offer such pills of wisdom like we're going to finish eighth every season. Hey, well, I'm, on, I'm on for this we're, now. <laughs> we're well on our way as things stand to the, the uh, just Actually, about the yeah. last couple of weeks. Um, Tuesday night was dismal. <laughs> um, yeah. I watched it. I didn't go, but I did watch it. Um, yeah, it's it's alarm bells time, isn't it? Really, um, Chris the. 3-0 defeat, but we just didn't we just didn't get going. I think what sort of knocked me and, and, and others was, yeah, the Rotherham game was embarrassing and terrible, but Rotherham were quite good. Um, Sheffield Wednesday weren't really. No, they're not, they're not very good, to be honest. Like, I know everyone goes, oh, well, it's Sheffield Wednesday, but it's kind of kin to see it. It's Sunderland. Like, just because they've got a big name, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be good. And, um, yeah, no, it was really poor. I mean, while we're continuing down the road of just bigging ourselves up, um, I wrote a piece for the side of the weekend where I said that the essential thing to do on Tuesday night was to keep the back door shut and, um, you know, try to stop the rot in defence. So, of course, we're 2 0 down before half time. Um, yeah, it, it's worrying, I think. Um, I think I think the problem with it is is um, we do, we don't appear capable of having a different way of playing. Like I thought Tuesday was tailor made for you know go. I, I don't think there are any great shakes, but I thought like you know like prioritize like stopping the rot first because we can see a lot of goals. We've got a young backline who, let's be honest, their confidence is a bit shot. So a clean sheet would have done the world of good, and we weren't able to do it. Um, I actually thought we started again quite well. First ten minutes, I thought we were the better side, and then as soon as they scored, that that was it. And I know there's like stuff going around where uh, I know Lee Johnson himself said we won the game between the two boxes, which is, <laughs> that's a new one. Of course, always the objective in football. Who cares about what you do in the, the penalty box? Mm. Um, but but I think the, the the problem was the game was almost gone like by half time. Like I think it it, it was it, it shouldn't have been because like I think we all said like look these aren't any great shakes get a goal in the first five ten minutes and we're back we're right back in it but we just didn't and there was, there was very little to be enthused by and I'm sure we'll, we'll get out of it in greater depth but I'm not calling for the manager's head yet but mm-hmm. I thought in some ways I thought Tuesday night was more concerning because you could argue it shouldn't have but you could argue that Rotherham came as a shock. Whereas Sheffield Wednesday on, on Tuesday night, we knew that like we needed a result, and there just really wasn't enough there. I just yeah, for for me it was like it's just all the talk after the Rotherham game. You know, we'll pick ourselves up. You know, we win together, we lose together, and you're expecting a reaction, 
um, on Tuesday. And for me, there wasn't anything there. It's like I thought we were kind of like ponderous going forward. And at the back, it's just, it's for some reason now, it's just so simple to score against us. Like the, the first goal, like the lads hit it well. But why has he like got all of Hillsborough to like have a crack? And then we have a little, uh, an okay spell where we probably should have equalised. Um, and then it's just one cross in the box and it's 2 0 and that's it. It's just, those kind of performances are akin to like under Chris Coleman when we were getting relegated in the championship. The kind of, yeah, you start all right, concede a goal and then that's it. And it's like, I didn't see, as you mentioned, Chris, there wasn't any reaction in the second half. And it was just like, if you thought like Rotherham was a shock or like Portsmouth was a shock, this wasn't a shock in my opinion. No. Because like, you can't defend like that. And I'll be honest, I don't think, like, I I know I said there some people, I, said, I didn't think Rotherham was a massive, I thought going into the game that was the hardest game of the season. I thought and 5-1 was a bit of a shock. I, like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah, that. That sort of capitulation was, but the fact that like that was the hardest game of the season, I don't think should have come as a surprise. And I, I think he was almost arrogant in the. He was certain, if not arrogant, he was certainly bold in the team selection on on Saturday at Rotherham. Like I think we've we've all talked about like the um, the two wingers he chose. I, th- I actually saw it on Tuesday night. Apart from one glaring point, which I'm sure we'll definitely talk about, I didn't think the the team he put out was. Um, too disagreeable. I, th- I think you could argue that he could have took Doyle out of the firing line. I think, yeah, okay, you, O'Brien on the wing, but when you look at the alternatives, um, I, I think the, the the big issue, and we'll <laughs> no doubt get in trouble for daring to mention this, but I can't <laughs> understand why we picked Lugo Nyan in the most attacking role in a midfield when his best quality is a defensive, and then that meant leaving Embleton on the bench who's been one of our best creative players this season. Now, that's not the only reason we lost the game, but it just feels like we're at a point now where decisions are consistently being made that are to the detriment of the team. And, and, yeah. and I can't really understand them. Like, when we talk about a data-led approach and all that, I'd, be, I'd love to know what data's telling us. He should play there, or he should be on set pieces, or... Yeah, I, I just... I, I don't I don't understand no. So some of some of the decisions that like the managers making now, and it's not not just O nine, but like some of the the decisions are, are akin to, and again to go back to that season, Chris, you know when Grayson was just changing the goalkeeper and just changing things and making changes. It it doesn't maybe it hasn't yet, but you kind of getting into that territory well where. Well, I'll just do this and I'll make these changes and I'll do that and one of them's going to work. And I think that's what the danger could be where just kind of tinkering with things for the sake of it. And I'd, you think like 0-9 playing as a number 10 is, is just silly. It, it doesn't make any sense. He, he's at his best, he makes his best performances for us when he's breaking up play, when he's been a, a nuisance and, and, but hence why he played centre-half reasonably well last season. And yeah. playing him as a, a number 10, it just, it, it, it can't be, it can't be doing him any favours either. Like, as a, he, I don't under, it doesn't make any sense. He, he must know in himself that he's not, he's not a number 10. And when we've got one on the bench who's been one of our, I know he's gone off the ball recently, but he's been one of our best performers this season. 
it, it's, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. I, again, I just don't know why we have to persist with O'Neill in midfield or attacking midfield because everybody knows his best position for us throughout his entire tenure at Sunderland has been at right back. It always yeah. has been. Yeah. Jack Ross says he doesn't consider him a midfielder anymore. He considers him a right back. All last season he played in defence. Because the the good thing about 9 and the reason why I presume we give him a new contract is because of his like versatility. And now we, we don't have that. He doesn't offer yeah. that. Because he's, yeah. given us, he's given us versatility in positions where he's not good in. So now we have to shunt Winchester out to, to right back, who previous to this season, well, he never played at right back for us um, all of last season. He played there in a lower division, which isn't the same yeah. thing. And it's the same, let's be honest, right? With the, I th- there was this perception with Unai that he was going to be this like, attacking midfielder or box to box midfielder, but again, the only time he's ever really scored goals was in League Two. Um, he's never really scored. He never scored consistently at this level for. He scored some reasonable goal, you know, for us from right back because he, yeah. he he's yeah, really yeah. in he's in the game. He, he's he's very involved. He over he overlapped he's really a, well. He got forward really he, well. He, he he's a lot better with the player in front of him. I think yeah. when the player gets behind him, I think he should. I think that's why some of his best works defensively because if he if he sits in that kind of shielding role, he, he can break things up coming onto him and that. But I think he just looks a bit. I, I think he's struggling for confidence. As well, which um, I don't know. I, I think it it feels like he's kind of trying to be all things for all men and trying to do everything. Like I know it was done in the second half on on Tuesday night. He's like scary, like positionally really scaring him out all over the place. And you just like to me, like yeah, we can criticize him for that, probably rightly so. But I think as well, you got to look at the manager and say, well, why why is he allowing why is he allowing this to happen and why? To me, I mean, another rumor has been that like. It was in his contract that he's got to play in central midfield, but we've seen nothing to discount that so far. I mean, to me, we'd be a hundred percent better off if we swap Winchester and Onaya now because Winchester. I agree with that. Winchester started the season really well at right back, but let's be honest, he's getting found out. We're, get, we're getting found out in both full back positions at the yeah. moment, but he's he's getting found out consistently down that side. Winchester think, is beginning to look sorry. He's beginning to look okay. more and more like a midfielder. Play, play a, he, to me, he's better on the ball than Lugo Nine is, and Lugo Nine's yes. better defensively than Carl Winchester is. So yeah. it's a bit of a no-brainer. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's disappointing. But I think as well, um, like I've talked about this through the week, I, I'm, and I'm not saying we should be getting beat in the manner that we are. But I think a lot of people, perhaps it was because we had like a glut of activity towards the end of the transfer window. I think it was like. Um, the messaging was put out that this was like an amazing squad and we were, we were going to walk the league and that and I, and I don't think that was ever the case I think look at like I was really happy with the signing circuit I think Doyle's being great for the most part but the young kids and they, they, they're going to have if, if they can see goals like this same, same goes for the goalkeeper the confidence is going to be shot I mean like Sirkin, I think Sirkin's a really good technical footballer. He looks like a, looks like a footballer, especially when you compare it to Calvin McFadden. But, but his confidence looks <laughs> He's shot, not a footballer. <laughs> well, unless, unless you are, of course, James Ray, who very much enjoys oh, yeah. the <laughs> Calvin McFadden. Yeah, and I, I think like there's 
there's issues. The man, the managers making errors. The the players are, but I think there's also issues beyond that. And that I don't think the squad is like this kind of all conquering beast that people perhaps thought it was. And I think um, then, it, like I say, I don't I don't think we should be losing games in the manner that we are. And I'm certainly not making an excuse for the manager, but I don't think. I mean, like up front, like Ross Stewart has ironically actually been probably our best player for the last mm. three games. Yeah. But it's just him. Like, if if he gets injured, what the hell do we do? So, yeah, yeah, that do if he gets injured, that is a very much a concern. And he's also like the squad. I remember at the beginning of the season we were saying that when we were on this nice roll, that it was like it's good because we have like two teams that can kind of switch in and out. Like yeah. we've got those good results in the League Cup and whatnot. But then it's just as always with Sunderland, the injuries just start rolling in. We now we don't have anyone to really cover Sirkin now Hume's out again for well, X amount of time though, let's be fair though Tom like, a lot of people were saying that at the time that we were really light in the fullback areas mm. because he, whether you switch when I'm back there or not you still you back up right back or your first choice right back at the moment because Huggins is injured is ostensibly a midfielder Yeah, with with Hume they only sign him actually af- after the window had shut so like <laughs> You've only really got, at one point, we only really had one recognised left back because Dice, who I thought was going to come into the senior squad, has clearly been deemed not up for it. No. And, and I, and I think, like, in terms of injuries, I mean, Evans, we, we were warned about, like, Corey Evans, and he was, that he was a sick and you, you had people saying, no, it's impact injuries and that, which, which was never true. And, and, and Pritchard, I mean, Pritchard hasn't been, Injured apart from when he first came in, I don't think. But um, but but again, he hasn't really affected things for the for the better. And I'm I'm not saying that like it was a bad transfer window. I'm not suddenly turning around and saying that. But I think there was all there were risks taken, and we're now currently seeing the downside of that. I think the the, the positive is that the young players. Is your dog okay, Matt? Because I'm pretty sure we can hear this now. <laughs> what is he doing? Leave me alone. <laughs> this is, this We're is trying to talk about Corey Evans. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope the panel are listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, it's just there. This like, should be the one we submit. Lying. It's like the Emmys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's an idiot. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Keep carry on talking no, no. about Corey Evans. Yeah, no. Well, I was on the Pritchard, but um, but no, I think look, I'm not going to. I wasn't listening. Yeah, I've noticed. Um, but I, the, I think... Again, that the wise men say award-nominating <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Where the presenter does not listen to his guests. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, but yeah, I think... Like, I don't think... Uh, I'm not going to turn around and say it was a bad window, but I, I think there were some risks taken. There were some gaps that we all knew about, and unfortunately, at the minute, it's a bit of a perfect storm. Yeah, it, <laughs> I just remember back to that... Uh, that article that Roker Report did with um, that Blackburn fan who was just essentially just saying about Corey Evans, why have you bought him? Like, <laughs> you will not get more than like 10 did, games out did of you him. See, but he's, he's always getting called, called up. up again. Yeah, he's he's always been called, called up again today. How does that happen? What a work. Winchester work. hasn't been, I don't think. Uh, well, he just wants to him. stay with Flanagan his Carling tournament. Yeah. 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 His uh, Carling Nations Cup in 2011. <laughs> Um, I did. I did. Should mention um, since we were talking about the manager. Um, did we all watch the interview he gave after that game? Yeah. Because yeah. that that was extremely worrying. Because 
that sounded like a man. It sounded like a guy who'd been on a nine-game losing run and thought he was going to get sacked tomorrow. Because yeah. he kept going on about... He kept saying the fans will the fans will look after us. And I was like, why do you keep... He kept repeating that about three or four times. And where he's just like, essentially blabbering. He was just <laughs> rambling. He was he, rambling. He was. And he, was look, I, I, he looked at points where he was like, Really emotional and like he was gonna like burst into tears. I was like, if I was a player, do you want to see your manager like just like mumbling through an interview saying, Oh, well, you know, the fans have got to stick with us. And he kept going, it will get better. You know, I assure you this season will be a success. I was like, right. We have the top <laughs> three in the bounce now, lad. This is a yeah, bit, yeah. it doesn't inspire think- much confidence. I don't know if he bristled a bit. Like, obviously, this wasn't on the, the for obvious reasons, this wasn't on the club interview video that they put up. But I don't know if you read the Athletic article the day, but they, because obviously the OEN was singing, we're fucking shit. And nice. Apparent, and I think Johnson was quoted afterwards as saying, we're not fucking shit. I can assure you of that. So I don't know whether he's actually like taken that to heart rather uh, than right. like, the kind of tongue. I mean, you, you could argue it's true, but it's obviously a tongue in cheek sort of chant that. But maybe. I, th- I think probably what shocks him and probably shocks any manager of us down here is like how quickly like it can turn around. Like I think if we were in the Premier League and we'd lost three games in a row, you'd kind of be like, yeah, okay. Whereas down here, obviously it, it's magnified at the minute by the manner of the defeats. But he should but, know that. Um, he should know that. No, he you can't just get two slappings off. Like one, admittedly a promotion contender and one not a promotion contender and expect to be everyone, you know, oh, we'll just take this in our stride. It's like, no, we've had, this is four, year four down here. People we've considered eight goals in four days. Yeah. It's not It's not good enough. No, that. people are tired of this division. People are sick of going to these outposts like Shrewsbury and getting slapped. It's like, and if he didn't see that on the way in or the expectation levels are here, well, that's his own fault. And it, to be honest, like, he had kind of had a free pass last year with no fans being in the stadium mm-hmm. because there was the yeah. times last season where it would, it could have easily turned. The Accrington game last season springs to mind very well. The much, Northampton that, game. That, yeah. The la- yeah. And, and look, it, it, it's difficult because I don't even know. You look at the last, I mean, we've lost, was it four? Four in five league games or whatever it is, four in four, four in six, six yeah. four in six, six yeah. sorry. But we've conceded a lot of goals in in that time. We lost forward Portsmouth as well. I think that's the important point in that look we we know all about this streaky moniker and there's like I don't know, Graham and Nick have done a couple of PC each on the website today which like kinda of looks at that. And it <laughs> I don't, I don't think it would be right to like kind of write that off because it does seem like it's happening again. Like we lost four and six last season with him at the helm. But I think the difference is why this is more worrying right now is that when we lost those games, they were quite narrow defeats. Like I remember like yeah. the Blackpool games, I think away from home, there was a howler. I think it was Birds made a howler. Yeah, and did. then the home game, they scored a screamer out of, out of nothing really. So that could easily go either way. But there's no argument. Certainly. Okay, maybe the Charlton game, you could potentially argue that it was a foul or whatever, but the three games that we've been hammered in, there's not really any argument that we deserved anything else. Like, we, no. we didn't. And um, it's, I know, we just made, like, the, the past two games, we made it so easy for the other teams to score. It's like, Sheffield Wednesday didn't have to do anything. 
It's just they like... They just had three shots. Three shots and they all went right. in. And it's like, that's it, there's your game. It's like... And but like yeah, the third goal. The third goal, the ball literally crosses the entire yeah. entire pitch. And I'm not I'm not going to like dig out circuit and kind of thing, but, he, but he's nowhere near him. And then the ball comes back across and okay, maybe they get a bit fortunate that it falls in the box, but... But that's just like basic, and I, and I think that that's the really worrying thing. Like we know that he's an attacking manager, but you've, there's got to come a point. Look, we don't want to be like what it was like under Parkinson, where it's defend first. But surely there's got to come a point where there's like a kind of bit of a middle ground. Mm. And I mean, he's got well, he's got obviously we've got cup games, but he's got 18 days to get prepared for an Ipswich team, which who were flying all of a sudden. Who've just absolutely battered Wigan. Yeah, they've started to click. Yeah, and I think if if we don't look more defensively solid, then that I, I I think he's on borrowed time, and and I'm not one of these people who thinks like changing the manager all the time works. But you have to look and think. Well, if we can't defend, and you've had like 18 days to get it right, like is this going to be a <clears> success? Yeah. Yeah, and, I and think it's, a, it's just like people don't want to go into year five of this. Like the the pay, the you know the the barrier for patience is incredibly thin now. And yeah, people might think it's a bit harsh and a bit ge- uh, knee jerk about like binning him. But if he keeps losing games, I'm sorry, you're going to get binned because it's not it, good it, enough. Yeah. I wouldn't look. You just discount the, the cup games. Um, for a second, like if if you if you get if there's a bad start in that Ipswich game, and I know it's a couple of weeks off, but if if we're for example two goals down early on, or if they score in the first ten minutes, it it, it will start and look like a very long way back for him, really. But you uh, say like I mean I know the Bradford games are dead rubber, but like if you lose on Saturday to Mansfield, yeah. then yeah. yeah, I mean I remember like Phil Smith said during the week that we can't. Like, we shouldn't count the... Or no, we should count the, like, cup games. I didn't particularly, like, agree with him in, like, in terms of, like, the good run. <clears throat> Whereas, like... Like, you... <laughs> it's like we still have to, like, count this Mansfield game. Because you get dumped out of the cup by a terrible Mansfield yeah. team. He's good. It's like, problem. anyone's... everyone's we, we, now have to, we have to win this cup game now. We'll yeah, it's, it's, soon, all, but. It's, it's kind of all about, like, the direction of travel, though, as well, isn't it? Because under Ross, if you remember, we ran out the cup to Walsall. But we were doing all right, and nobody yeah. was yeah. actually that bothered. Whereas now, if you get beat at Mansfield on Saturday, you're like, "Well, what the hell is going on?" And uh, no, it's, you're right. That's exactly yeah. That's exactly like exactly right. And if if we'd have, if we'd have beaten rather if we'd have picked up four points, say we if we'd have beaten Charlton, picked up four points from these last two away games, we could have we could have played the under 19s against Mansfield. Yeah. No one would have cared. But now we have we have to win <laughs> we have to win this game uh, because another defeat. And, and even the even the Bradford game on 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 Tuesday doesn't doesn't matter at all. No. But we don't want to lose a game of football like it, not now. It, it's 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 very yeah. I think as Tom said, it's very it's alarming how quickly things can start and unravel. <laughs> it's, uh, it's everything I feel good. Well, our goal difference is four. Now. Which is pil- which is really pil- which is, well considering we did five 4 nil. <laughs> yeah, but this right. the, the thing is as well that like I think like look I mean um, 
yeah, you you always get like people that like kind of extreme viewpoints and that people who would never sack him, people who want him sacked straight away. Yeah, Welcome to the podcast. There, <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're an award-nominated podcast. Yeah, if you haven't yeah. heard. Um, if but, you're listening, FSA think... juries, just saying. <laughs> oh, you've won. Oh, he's turned off. All right, nah, all right, he's gone. <laughs> I think, I think the, I think the, the vast majority of people are kind of like we'll give him a chance. We'll give him a chance. Like, and and I think the the, the problem is that. We can't really allow like standards to dip in this league, like despite the fact that it's our fourth year down here. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with some fans being dismayed at three league defeats in a row. I think like I think that's a good thing. I think it shows that we're not just going to put up with anything that's thrown at us. And if that if that comes across as harsh to the manager or whoever is at the club and that, then then so be it. They don't know what club they're in if that if they're surprised by that. And I just think. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, look, I, w- I wouldn't get rid of him now, but I think he ha- they have to show something. I, th- I thought they had to show something on Tuesday night and they didn't. And like you like you both said there, the, the post-match, I'm reluctant to like look too much into what managers say after after any game, really, because obviously they've just got to speak. But some of the stuff, you like the the between two boxes comment, you're like, oh, the fact he said it was better on Saturday. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the best. It's like saying having a cold is better than having the flu. Like it's not really great either way. Like, it, of course, it was better than Saturday. We got beat five one. Like we got absolutely <laughs> mauled. But it's not really. It's not really the kind of improvement we were looking for, Lee. You know? And no. no like, <laughs> oh well, 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 well done, lads. Might only yeah, get beat one nil on Saturday. Yeah. Exactly, and that that would be better than Tuesday. But they might lose in a replay, and that'll be oh, well, it was better than last year against Manchester. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a lovely nil-nil, and then take it to a replay and lose on in extra time. Yeah, yeah. I just exciting. I think the cons- the concern with them is you like look we we I think this season we played some of the best football we played since we came down, but we've also had the worst results in our history. Like literally in our history, now we have. And we'd yeah, we'd never we'd, we'd lost by four goals once in this league in 1988, and we were top of the league and quickly rebounded. Whereas now we've lost twice in a month by that margin, and it's it shouldn't be. I know he's a manager of kind of like all or nothing, and maybe his saving grace will be that we're not drawn many games. But the problem is we've, we've played 15 league games and we've lost five. And mm-hmm. that, the, 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 yeah. the problem he's going to have is the pressure's going to build and he's going to make decisions on the back of that and fans are going to get frustrated and players are going to get nervous and we've seen it happen before. And it also no, knows. you're right. You're right. He's been, and he's been rightly praised, you know, for the start of the season. Yeah. And, and you know, so we, it's, only, it's only fair that the, the criticism comes when, when, when we're not doing very well. In a way, that good start... Perversely, a bit like last season, the good run might end up counting against them because we all sat here well, in the summer. Well, it might because we all sat here in the summer and said, "Look, if we're not doing very well after ten games, his head will be on the block, but it won't be his fault because the team hasn't come together until six games in the season." As it was, we're top of the league. Yeah. We joined top of the league after ten games, so everyone's like, "Oh well, once they gel, we're gonna go, we're gonna fly." And actually, what the opposite has happened. So then. It kind of becomes well. Why has that happened? And the first place people look as the manager. No, uh, you're right, and uh, that's probably a good point to leave it for the uh, fume on uh, the the 
the, the recent defeats and the manager will take a, a quick break and then look ahead to the riveting first round FA Cup game at home to Mansfield Town when we return. <laughs> The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terraces. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the discount code WMS10 at the checkout stage. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast presented by Matt Keeling and Rory Fallow, available from your usual podcast platform. For more information, just search for From the Terraces. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Wise Men's Save podcast, Sunland Face, Mansfield Town in the first round of the FA Cup on Saturday for the second season in a row, just to give fans a chance to watch Mansfield in all their glory this season after the tragedy that was playing it behind closed doors last November. Um, I don't know a great deal about Mansfield as ever. I never know anything about anyone we ever play, apart from Portsmouth's their Pat John's trophy group. Um, Mansfield are twentieth in <laughs> Mansfield are twentieth. The league. award-nominated Wise Men's Day podcast. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> we know nothing about any other teams, including our own. I know. Maybe that's why we're up for club. Po- I did wonder why we weren't up for just podcast of the year, and it's clearly because we know nothing about anything other than our own club. Right. Uh, well, no. I know because I know more. I know lots about Portsmouth's games against Sutton United, FC Wimbledon, and Arsenal under twenty ones. I mean, yeah. it's a niche. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's something. I've been called worse. <laughs> you, know, you know how we're, you know how we're already like someone's number one podcast, and we oh, yeah. might become England's number one podcast. Does it also mean that we'll become Austria's number one podcast because Tom Ooh. presents from Austria? We'll be the I'm number. Say yes. Will be the number one Vienna-based Sunland podcast. I think uh, Sunland and Danny Dyer podcast. Sunland and Danny Dyer and Green Street and Walrus podcast and Walrus chat <laughs> and Walrus um, chat. Um, yeah, so we'll play Mansfield on Saturday. That's you know, it's very exciting for everyone concerned. I'm actually not Are you going. going? So. No, You're I'm away. Going. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, see, I'm going to this one and miss, missing the Ipswich game. Because oh, right, this is a bad decision you've made. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, as as we discussed through the week, I missed Poye against Villa, and I forgot. Ooh, I went to that. Oh, 
I've got that was, yeah, that was a good, that was a good day. Just been exactly the same situation. <laughs> lots of fume. Lots of fume. Oh, well, Chris, you've got uh, lots of uh, throwback plays to look forward to on, on Saturday, all of which I've forgotten. Apart from, is it, did oh, you wait, say wait, John Joe O'Toole? I've got it, yep. John Joe O'Toole, like famous. You know, he's always one of those players that, like, you know when you're watching, when the BBC used to have, like, the EFL highlights and you wait, wait yes. up to, like, two in the morning. And he's always yeah, playing yeah. for someone like Northampton, getting sent yeah. off or something. Great so, name, though. Yeah, yeah, great name. John Joe O'Toole. And then there's also a uh, former, former mag hero, James Percinio. Remember him? Yeah. Remember when they went, <laughs> remember when they went through that phase? Uh, he is actually yeah. better than their midfield currently. Yeah, he is, actually. I yeah. mean, but maybe he make a return. Yeah. Uh, and then also, forty-five-year-old um, Stephen Quinn, who I had no idea was still playing. Um, and oh yeah, they're managed by Brian, uh, not Brian Clough. Uh, right, wow. <laughs> Brian Clough. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, it's not Brian Clough. Right? It's not. It's his, <laughs> <laughs> it's his, uh, it's his son Nigel, who everyone wanted right. to. A lot of people wanted him to manage us at one point, and mercifully, well, it might he never did. Yet. Uh, I want Steve it Evans really. Yet. Well, Steve Evans, of course, former Mansfield Town manager, I believe. Yeah, that see that? Correct? See that lovely segue. Also, they, <laughs> also their uh, their like chief exec is not was Wigan's old chairman, that like fourteen year old. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the son of is it? I think his no, son. No, isn't it like his nephew? I think it's his nephew. Is it his nephew? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and his Wikipedia page is him and Will Grigg with the uh, League One trophy. So. Oh, that's nice. What could have been, eh? What could have been? Mm. Maybe he should come and manage. Uh, manage what could still be. Good how Rotherham scored five against us without Will Grigg on Saturday. Yeah. That was nice. I had a dream he came on and scored against us in that game for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody else I had did. a dream. So you, I weren't, had a dream. you weren't that far wrong. No. Mm. I had a dream that I uh, grew the world's largest basil plant last night, so that was that was. <laughs> do you, do you actually have? I've got a I've got a basil plant in the kitchen, and this is the yeah, longest I've ever one alive. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the award-nominated Say <laughs> podcast, club podcast of the year. <laughs> if we win it, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to take my basil. <laughs> you stay. You're dreamt Make, of get basil it high. Yeah. 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 Um, um, anyway, yeah, I think that the, the S- um, FSA jury is now switching off in its droves. Like because they've uh, heard enough, they don't need to hear any other podcasts. Yeah. They've already the decided. Audio. Gold. And Gareth, get your glad rags on. Um, I'm very excited to hear what Stephen and Gareth get up to on the award team. Yeah, if they're going to be there with like Ali McCoy, is going to be there. He's nominated the, for something. Is that the ex Scotland manager? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's them, of All the way back in 1998, he managed them, Chris, I believe. <laughs> In there, did a good um, job, I heard. Yeah, he did. He got like nearly got a win over Brazil. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that'd be nice. I wish I was going, but I've not been invited, unfortunately. Uh, likewise. Yeah. I can't imagine why. Well, no. Anyway, well, Mans- right. Mansfield are shit. So like. <laughs> 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 yeah, Mansfield aren't very good. Uh, they've won three games this season, but they did win the other day against someone. Uh, me. Well, there you go. They won two um, games back to back at the start of the season, then didn't win again until last weekend. Well, that's quite a long time. Back. They're coming into form then. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, just at the right time to do his visit to the the one stand that will be open on Saturday afternoon at the stadium of Light, I imagine. Um, I wonder if we can. I'm hoping we can make it to the third round of the FA Cup this season because we haven't done that since we came down to the third. Isn't that utterly tragic? We'll get like we'll get to the third round of the FA Cup, but then draw like Wigan at home and lose and lose. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's very good banter potential for Saturday because if you remember when we played Gillingham in the cup and only one stand was open, that was when. John McLaughlin famously went and collected the ball himself <laughs> from the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. So I, I, I hope Lee Birch has been on the hill climber this week. We have well, been... <laughs> I was going to say, when was the last time we had a good FA Cup draw? At least an interesting one. Last year, we got beat. Of the same bloody team we've got this year. <laughs> Mansfield, Mansfield at home isn't an interesting draw. No. That's just Sorry, rubbish. I, I, I already said good. Ah. As in, we might actually win. So, no, yeah. I thought, like, since we got relegated to League One, I was hoping we'd get some, like, you know, a team of plumbers, like, yeah. like Warrington Town and lose, and, like, just be Reddish. a complete disgrace. <laughs> lose away on a Friday night on BBC Two. Yeah. Like, who did Leeds so, like, get beat off that one time? It's like, and that was, like, the worst result ever, because they got beat on, like, a ploughed field in, like, a rainstorm. Oh, I can't remember. Oh. I want to... You, well, you, you you have a look at that, and we'll yeah, start yeah. to talk about uh, our team for Saturday. You oh, mentioned yeah. Burge, who you imagine will play on Saturday. Yeah. Um, he'll be looking to kind of force his way back into the to the first team, really, after, you know, recent uh, misdemeanours from our, from our defence and goalkeeper. Um, I don't I think you're probably going to see a similar side to the one that faced QBR, I imagine. Um yeah, Bailey Wright and Alves, a, probably. Yeah, I actually I thought Alves would have played on Tuesday night. I, I did, I did, but I think he'll definitely play Saturday. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's it, one of them in it, really, where <laughs> you kind of like you kind of need to win because there'll be hell on the food around. <laughs> so, yeah, so you like maybe put a strong team out, but then you're like, hang on, if we put a strong team out and we don't win, that's even worse. So it's kind of like, so I think, yeah, I agree. I think it'll be like the QBR, which is more of a, a middle ground sort of team. Mm. It was Histon, by the way. Histon, right, of yeah. course. Yeah. Famously. I do remember that now, I think. Mm. At the Glass World Stadium. Yeah. The Glass World Stadium. That's a good yeah. name for a stadium. When was that? Like 2007? S- 2008. Well, not far off. Yeah. You see, Cruise, Cruise Ground got renamed this week. To what? The Morton Flake Stadium. It was called, it was called that when we played them. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Some, I saw yeah. somebody comment saying it's been officially renamed that and nobody's going to call it that. Oh, so maybe someone was just calling them that for a laugh then before, and now they're like, oh, actually, quite like this. We'll, we'll officially call it the Mournflake Stadium. Good chance like some <laughs> Phoenix Nights. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, um, like, it's sort of the team then, just to kind of quickly go through it, if anyone cares anymore. If anyone's still listening to the award nominated Wiseman Street. <laughs> um, I, in terms of, um, yeah, I think it's probably wise to not play Ross Stewart in this game. Um, yeah. I think Broadhead'll yeah, Broadhead'll get a run out, I imagine. Yeah. 
and then I'm, I'm sure someone will put a crunching challenge in, and then we won't see him again for three months. Yeah, that would be quite typical, really. Um, out wide, maybe it's a game for Diaku to try and get some decent, to get a decent performance under his belt. The other side, obviously, Nagiri will be back, but I don't think he'll be playing in this. Um, perhaps. Broadhead, maybe out wide. Um, Gooch, he's not been at it. Maybe maybe get a, yeah. a chance to get a decent performance in. I don't know. Um, yeah, in actually, midfield. I think I'd prefer Broadhead up, up top, really. Yeah, you I'd like to see Broadhead through the middle. I think he played really well up, um, against Cheltenham when he was kind of up there with Stewart. Yeah. Did and he play Bro- there against Wigan? I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> the award. No, I don't think anyone did. Did anyone mention that? We could we could play Luke O'Neill up top ahead of his imminent managerial stint. Ah, well, he's, yeah. <laughs> no, he's going he's going in goal on Saturday. Nancy's <laughs> a crack at goal, I believe. Yeah, he's he's been practicing in training. <laughs> yeah, but you've dropped it again. Like, oh, I don't want to play. Um, <laughs> taking goal. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll play actually O'Neill this time. No, no. I think Hamilton will come back in. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not really that far. Uh, <laughs> all right. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, no, because I like, I was just thinking, we need to just win the game. It'd be nice. So I don't really care who plays. Just, just beat them five 0 Yeah. But, if we if we give him a, if we the thing is in this game, if we give Mansfield an absolute shoo-in, then everyone like the pressure's off him. Then everyone's like, oh, yeah. okay, well, we can do that to a pitiful League Two team. So we should be able to do this to Ipswich now. So, yeah, he just needs to win, he just needs to win this game and preferably win it well. Um, yeah. the last thing that we don't need is a replay, which <laughs> would be even worse than getting beat. Yeah, because the, yeah, the replay would obviously be before the Ipswich game. So they hope would they, it? Yeah, because it, yeah, it yeah, would be, be probably a week, week on Tuesday, yeah. Bloody hell. Like a week, yeah, yeah it would be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's probably enough about Mansfield because uh, that just is, isn't it? Right. I'm going to do. I hope we've got everyone excited for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really excited to not pay any attention to it. Um, we're going to do some predictions now, even though no one cares. Chris, what is the score going to be ahead of your long-awaited return? My long-awaited return. I think we'll win three now. I think we will smash a League Two team. That's not smashing them, that's just boring. Okay. 3 0. 3 0, but it should be 10. Is that better? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Who's going to score? <laughs> we have to have scores, it's tradition. Mm-hmm. Our scores. Um, let's go with Diaku getting two. Mm-hmm. And. Aldez. There's, there's a shout. Bet on that. Lose your money. <laughs> Tom? I think we'll win 1-0 and we'll score with 10 minutes to go from the from a penalty so everyone is still fuming. <laughs> yeah. People are more fuming now. Yeah, people yeah. are more fuming after being thoroughly outplayed all game. <laughs> Do you think it's, it's very like... Shrewsbury under Moyes, do you remember that? Was it Yanazai? Oh, yeah, Yanazai. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. awful. 
I think it'll be. Is that what you're going for, Tom? Like one of yeah. those games where we win, but absolutely no fears are kind of allayed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. heightened. You, yeah, you leave yeah. more concerned. Made it worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somehow, somehow, this victory has made everything worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have to use all five subs and bring on like our strongest players to like yes. to get yeah. this over it's the line. coming off fuming. Yeah. McGeady penalty, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, we'll go with that. Uh, I think we'll win 2-0. I think it'll be 2-0 after about 25 minutes. And that'll just be that. Uh, both oh. of them scored by um, Elliot Embleton. Yeah. That's a nice mix of predictions. You could mm. we're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, when we win 12-0. <laughs> but he gets sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's not good enough for me. Get him sacked. <laughs> yeah, that's too. You've gone too far. There. You've ruined it. The um, <laughs> well, we're not. We won't be back uh, next week because it's no game. So I'm not sure when the next pod will be. There won't be a reaction pod either. Well, unless someone hilariously wants to do one in my absence, Chris, you can do that if you want. Um, either of you got anything else to add about uh, our victory against Mansfield Town, or shall we go? Um, uh, I think we should mention that we've been nominated for an award <laughs> by the uh, football. Oh, well, I was about to mention that because I don't yeah. think we've made it clear. <laughs> well, we have been nominated for an award for the Football Supporters Association and a big fancy do hosted by Victoria Derbyshire down in London at the end of the month. So, uh, yeah, just enjoy this future award-winning podcast. Yes, and that's all from your award-nominated Wiseman team. Thanks for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.